A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Bonfire, a podcast about female power, your power, and how to unleash it against the forces that oppose you in the workplace, in your life, in yourself. Our hosts, Rachel Bellow and Suzanne Mushin, are serial entrepreneurs and co-founders of, that's right, Bonfire, a talent accelerator for women on the rise. They're here to give you the kind of advice you won't get from your mom or from HR or even from the men we love and admire. Listen up. This is the sound of the fire that will set you free. Hey, Suzanne. Hey, Rachel. Welcome back. Welcome back. We've been waiting for this moment for quite a while. I'm excited. I am. And today's theme is completely appropriate because our audience may think that we've been ghosting them for the last, whatever, six months, which we kind of have. Which we kind of had. We've said nothing. We didn't tell them. Yeah. We just dropped off the face of the earth. Rachel, I think we do owe our listeners an explanation for where we were since we really weren't ghosting our listeners. We've been spending the last really six months rethinking our entire business model at Bonfire. We're in a very aggressive moment of trying to scale that company so that we can provide more talent development to more women. So that's been a really big focus for us. And then we've really been examining this podcast. I mean, you and I have conversations every single day about what we want to talk about, the fact that we want to really be focused on supporting women. And we have a lot to say. So we wanted to make sure that we were saying it with focus and integrity. So we relaunched. We relaunched and rebranded. Yep. So today we are talking about ghosting as a social phenomenon, as something that happens to you and happens to us, and by the way, that you do and don't say you don't. And the reason you need to hear this show is that, Suzanne, I sometimes feel like we're frogs in a pan and just generally in our lives. And shit goes wrong, but in time, little degrees, tiny little degrees. And then at some point we wake up and go, wait, this sucks. This is not the way it should be. And I'm suggesting that ghosting is one of those things where somehow in our lives, we have come to believe that this is okay. And we believe it's not. So just so our listeners understand what we mean by ghosting, I think most people know it. It's a pretty pervasive cultural term, but just in case you're confused by it, ghosting is when you get a message or a call, someone leaves you a message or a text, and you do not answer. And I don't mean like you wait a long time to answer. I mean, 
you never answer. And ghosting usually follows an exchange, right? Where you started being, you know, having an exchange and then suddenly you disappeared, you Caspered, you ghosted. Remember, Rachel, when we used to feel that anyone who didn't get back to us was in such bad form who didn't reply to an email. Shocked, shocked, I tell you. Shocked, right? And now the worst part about it is not only has it become a social norm, but recently even we engaged in this behavior. So we want to talk about this today because we want to ask a couple of questions. Is ghosting now a norm? I mean, has COVID created this world in which because we don't see each other or bump into each other with, you know, the kind of frequency that we can just get away with this? And is that okay? How have we gotten to the point, Rachel, where you and I have become people who ghost? I really do want to to ask that question about ourselves. Is that okay? I I really think it isn't, but let's examine it. And you know what? We're actually going to get some people calling into the show, telling their personal experiences so that it isn't just us talking to ourselves. And then we're going to analyze them. Yep, we are. We're going to analyze them, tell, explain whether or not we think they're good ghosters or people who, you know, are in complicated situations. Another question here, Suzanne, that we are really going to look at, because we want to do that in every show of May Day, every episode. Do females respond to this differently? Do females do this differently or less often? And let's look at that angle of ghosting as well. When my depression works the graveyard shift all of the people I've ghosted stand there in the room. And in fact, that can lead us into our own recent ghosting experience. Because what was interesting about that was, in spite of us being truly appalled by what is typically men's behavior. We've always said men feel so comfortable just not not replying to an email, even when we would turn in a deliverable, like something profound that we had worked on. They would just ghost us. I mean, not even thank you, not even got it. We'll take a look at it. Just nothing, right? So we always felt that that was a very male behavior. But pretty recently, We were on a chain. It was two of us and two women clients, but they were former clients. So, you know, we don't talk to them all that much anymore. And they had made an introduction to a new person. You and I don't don't really, we don't respond well to that because we're busy. And if you make a cold introduction, it's really hard for us. I, I never do that with people. I, I always email first going, is it okay if I introduce you to? Right. So you should listen they to didn't our, do that. They didn't no, do that. No. And you should listen to our podcast on the big payoff. Please don't ask to pick my brain where we talk about that. But in this case, it was a cold introduction. And you and I were like, fuck, we don't want this introduction. We didn't ask for this introduction. And, and there's two women in the mix, and then us, the two of us. And it went days and we didn't even talk. And you know what I was thinking? I was like, it was almost like a game of chicken with you about, like, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go. So if you're going to go, you're going to go. So I'm going to go. So we're going to go. And you're typically nicer than me. You're typically the one who sort of jumps in with something nice. And you know I what think- you say to me? What do you say to me when I do that? I say, you're a better person than me. Oh. What do I you say? Send me an email with two words. Oh, shut up. Yeah. 
Yeah, I do usually say that. Okay, but in this case, we we just ghost. Okay, but now I have to admit something to you. This is really crazy in terms of this dynamic. So we just flat out ghost. I mean, weeks have gone by. Mm-hmm. And finally, I'm in a state maybe last weekend where I'm really clearing out my inbox and trying to get to inbox zero. And I'm in such a state of just wanting to get every email out of my inbox. And for some reason, I had kept that one in thinking to myself, oh, maybe (laughs) I'll respond. Uh It's been like 15 days now. It's been 15 days. So I spent a good 20 minutes trying to craft a response that both accounted for the fact that we hadn't responded and blew them off at the same time. And I had like four different iterations of it until I woke myself up and was like, what are you doing? Like, why are you spending? So what did you end up doing? Deleted them all. So you ghosted. Yes, but I I So it was like a long detour to ghosting. My psychology was... This isn't good behavior to ghost people. You owe them a response. You're a bad person if you don't. You'll look really bad. So you should write. I mean, the psychology. You know, I think I just realized something. I bet you that that is something that a lot of people who ghost actually do, that they mean to respond, but then it takes, but they don't really want to. So it takes a long time. And then they find themselves a month out and they're like, oh God, I, now I have to both apologize for the time. And, oh, so you did ghost. All right. Let's talk about the fact that when we um, return in a moment, we're going to listen to some people who have also ghosted, um, hear what they have to say about it been ghosted. I think they've been ghosted. And um, ghosted. No, some of them are ghosters. Our first phone call is from Lisa C. And she lives in LA and works in the entertainment industry. And let's listen to what her experience is. Hello, my name is Lisa Costantino. And I'm an executive assistant for marketing and franchise. I have been ghosted. When I started applying for jobs, there were certain instances when I was applying for a position and I would, you know, I would cold apply. I would put my application in and I would, you know, meet the recruiter. And then from there, they would set me up and have them meet the team that I'd be working with. And, you know, I would interview with the team. I would set up my proposition of why I think I would be a great fit for that position. And then they would ghost me. And that those were the ones that would hurt the most, you know. When I would get through the recruiter, which is already half the battle. Uh, and then, I, you know, I understand if I'm not the right fit. But if I get ghosted, that it stung a little more, you know, because it felt a lot more... Uh, personal and a little more intimate that they rejected me not only rejected me but didn't follow up with anything and then I would get uh, an email from the Disney careers website just a really basic email saying that I didn't get the job so those would hurt the most (laughs) wow wow you know for me I find it absolutely appalling that a comp if I were a company and I had hired recruiters 
and I knew that they were ghosting people that they recruited, I'd be pissed. It's like, oh, is that the kind of culture you're setting up here? So I have a slightly different take on this, actually. And it came late in the call, okay? So one take is, which I was feeling, especially when she said how hurt she was, and I was with her on this, you meet these people, it's a human interaction, and you almost feel, especially if you're the one really putting yourself out and making yourself vulnerable and exposed, like you've built a relationship. But the people doing the recruiting, they're seeing a lot of people, not just you, and it's really not on them to build a relationship with you if they're not hiring you. That's fine, but they have to say something. No. So it's interesting. At first I felt really bad. And then when it said she just got a generic email. I I missed that. I mean, I did. I heard it, but that's not ghosting, my friend. It's not ghosting. And I was like, look, I'm so sorry to say this, but if you're interviewing at a big company where there's a process It really isn't on the people you're interviewing with to personally call you back or email you back with feedback or a nice note. You got the email. You weren't ghosted. Then here's the takeaway I would say to Lisa and all Lisas out there, which is there is an important difference between being disappointed and even shattered and ego wounded and being ghosted. If they had, if they had literally not responded, which was, it's so interesting because I was thinking about this as a ghosting episode. I did hear her say basic email and there's not, I just wasn't taking it in, but there's a difference between, you know, having the other person not um, put as much weight and importance on the interaction as you did. There's a difference between that and being ghosted. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry, Lisa, you just, you, you kind of have to swallow that and not put it on them, but go, yeah, I was super disappointed. Do you want to listen to another call? Let's do it. Oh, oh, I, I sure do. Our next guest is Sima and Sima works as a corporate marketer and a professional public speaker. And she lives in Chicago. Hi, my name is Sima, and I spent my first career, 20 plus years, as a corporate high-tech marketer. Only now that I'm on my own for 14 years as an international keynote speaker, corporate trainer, and executive coach, I don't love the slow, complex sale, nor do I love being ghosted, which is exactly what happened to me. I was on holiday in Hawaii, so big time difference, enjoying the sun and the fun, when an inbound lead came my way. This person was the training director for a large hotel brand, and she was in a hurry. So I put everything aside, took her call, put together a proposal, and followed up lickety-split. Only she wasn't very quick to reply. In fact, she never did. And I couldn't understand it because she made me jump through hoops. You know, you might think, I thought it was me, but actually I demoted her in my catalog of contacts, in my uh, mental Rolodex, if you will, I demoted her. I put her down as somebody who didn't respect people or time or business owners or anything. 
And I should give her the benefit of the doubt, but it's hard to do when I know I'm responsible for not ghosting others. There you have it. Lost that one, but I'll get the next one. Wow. I love what she did with that. Really, (laughs) She's badass. Well, what do you love about it, Rachel? What I love is that she reminded us that this is this is all about power and that she took the power back from this situation. It was fucked up. I mean, this it's, it is fucked up that someone would ask you to make room in your vacation and get you to jump through hoops and then not call. But it's a reminder that ghosting is an abuse of power and that if someone abuses you, you can actually decide to take that power back and say, I'm not going to be working with someone like that. Again, I have a slightly different take on this. Now, what I agree with is she can, any person can choose to respond to ghosting behavior however they want. And I am a hundred percent in agreement that ghosting is about power. And as the recipient of ghosting, you can respond in all kinds of ways, including what I absolutely agree with, ghost them back, take them off your radar and move on. And here at our company at Bonfire, we call it punch and move, just move on, right? But here's the one little twist of it. First of all, do we know that this person knew that Simo was on vacation? Because that is a little weird to say, look, I'm on vacation, but I'm responding to you anyway. It's like, that's a little, if somebody did that to me. Well, I I got the impression that they had set up a phone call. But even so, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't I'm matter. Saying, if you set up a phone call. You don't ghost people. Oh, okay. But even so, it's on her that she decided to take the call on vacation. Like that's on her. And then the other thing I would say is she could have given this person one benefit of the doubt moment, just one. I would have. Here's what I would have done. Suzanne, I just want to remind you that fairly recently where we were interviewing for a position and we kind of had decided like, well, we didn't love it, but well, we, we actually hadn't decided at all, really. But this person, you and I were waiting for the call. Oh, I remember. And it was like 30 seconds late. We were like, yeah, no. Oh, what? A minute? No. Yeah. Fuck that. No. Oh, see, what? No, we're, we're gone. We're done. We're out the whole time. Okay. It, that might be a little different because this person was late for a call with the two founders of the company. Like that's bad without communicating. Oh, because we're so powerful. Right. So yes. A hundred percent. Okay. Now that said, I, I might've given, and we did give this person an, another chance, by the way, but we were angry in the moment. Another minute. Yeah. We I, Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
Alright, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Reluctantly. I would have just said one time I was surprised not to hear from you. Passive aggressive, I know, but I would have done it. That's your your favorite line. I was confused. I was surprised. Like, (laughs) no, you're not. You're not. I would have just once just said, I was surprised not to hear from you. Is everything okay? Maybe she was in a car accident. I mean, we don't know. We don't okay. know. I still, in general, like whether this particular, whether she right. should get it. What I really want us to take away from this call is that you actually do have the choice. What's really interesting is the idea that you could go, actually, I'm keeping my own list of whom I want to deal with and whom oh. I do not, right? And this person has just been demoted I like that. Ava. No presents on Christmas for you. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. I liked Sim a lot. All right. We have one more. Let's take a listen. Who do we have, Rachel? Well, this is a call from Megan. And Megan works in Chicago as a clinical researcher. And here's her story. My name is Megan Fedraga. My educational background is in biological sciences. The experience I want to share with you happened back in August of 2019. I had quit my then employer of 16 months with one single email and a single follow-up phone call. I'd quit it. I don't think my employers knew I was that serious. The employer, an online media company, what I did was a business development manager Now, looking back, it took me about 14 months to figure out that that role was more experimental than practical. And I'm laughing because I'm a biology major. I studied research design. I should see these things written on the wall. But I didn't because I felt like a member of their family. And you don't ghost your family, right? Well, it would seem that that's exactly what I intend on doing in August of 2019. Again, looking back, It was not my proudest moment, and I do still hold my breath each time a new employer asks to do an employee background check. Now, I'm not sure how all of this relates to the power in the workplace, gender dynamic, because in those final moments, when I hit the send and then decided to never follow up with any of the follow-up emails that I received or phone call messages, I felt completely powerless, and I'm not sure what that says about me. And I'm not even sure that this experience has changed me for the better. But I do know I'm still left grappling with all of these questions going on three years since having done this. Okay, well, that was an interesting. Uh, oh, yeah. On it. She was the ghoster. So here's the another era that we're in. I think we're in a moment in time in which employees feel a few things. One that they have the power in a lot of situations now where the world has sort of turned on its head. It may be revolving back, but surely many employees feel they no longer are at the beck and call of their company. And the second thing a lot of employees are waking up to is that 
their employer is not their family. That as much as employers love to say, we're all a big, happy family, many employees don't feel that way. And so to quit with an email, look, if I were the employer, I'd be pissed. But really, Rachel, what is the difference between that and an employer telling an employee at the end of a day on Friday, we're so sorry, today's your last day? Well, you wouldn't do that as an employer without having a file and having had, as we know, performance reviews. You know why you're being fired. You don't just go, I'm sorry, you're fired, right? So similarly, on the other end of the, of the spectrum, that if just sending, unless that, and we don't know this, unless that email explained why, what the circumstances were, in which case I would still say, not beautiful form. You're going to get people not, and, and, and she says, oh, she, she lives, lives in terror. terror. Right. So she, that's bad. Yeah. I mean, and that's really the reason it's like, look, if you behave in a way where you are then carrying the sin, then, you know, it's on you. I would be upset if one of um, our kids our ch collective children. Since One we you and I had together. Yes, we parent our children together. Had come to us and told us this story, we'd be furious. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be pretty pissed. Well, mainly what I would do, actually, pissed wouldn't be my first response. I know it would be yours as a parent, but for <laughs> me, I would basically, what I would be asking is, so let's look into that response because to me, it feels like a fear response. Why are you afraid? of the confrontation at the, the encounter that would be required to say, I didn't want this job. I'm not happy at this job and I'm going to be leaving it because what you've done is you've unempowered yourself by having that encounter. You would have built the muscle necessary to have an uncomfortable conversation. Right. Well, that is so, so I think at the heart of ghosting is the lack of skill that an entire generation has in having a difficult conversation. We are literally raising a whole group of people who doesn't know how to have the conversation that needs to be had in order to actually just move on. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's maybe an unpopular thing to say. I think women have more trouble with this oh. than men. Oh. I think the reason is that we are trained yes. not to create discomfort. Yes. In fact, to solve discomfort, yeah. to be the salve. I'm going to start creating discomfort with you and then just like not dealing with it if that's okay. I think that's good. Okay. I have something to tell you that I haven't told you about your, your texts, which maybe you know. Yeah. You know this about your texts and what I'm about to tell you. No. Do you know that you have the um, alert on where I can see what time you've read it? No, I don't. I turn it off <laughs> with most people, but do I have to turn it off all across the board? Well, so I know if you've read my text and at what time. So you, so if you ghost me. But I don't I'm, ghost you. I just sometimes take my time. I don't actually. Well, but that's the point. So I know like if you're on your text because you're reading mine. So right. I can call you, I can FaceTime you. I could bug the shit out of you until you respond to me. Well, because I could be on a call or doing something else. I don't care. 
Okay. Um, I thought you were going to reveal something really shocking, but can we, can we like sweep back through this show and do some like take what do we make of all this? Yeah. Is this it? Mayday. Is it? Yes. Okay, well, we've reached the part of our show that is called Your Mayday, and that is the kind of summation of takeaways that we got from the conversation and that you can take away with you. We have four takeaways from this conversation. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you one thing that I make of it that is like, this may seem sort of, I just think this is your first principle of any kind of behavior where the social norm seems to be moving in this direction, but it feels shitty. It feels shitty when you do it. It feels shitty when it's not. I think as a basic rule, the do unto others rule, where it's like, look, don't do to somebody else what you really, really would not like done unto you. It seems kind of basic, but that would be a pretty good guidepost for something like this. I think another takeaway here is you do have the power, let's use Sima as an example, to choose how to respond in the face of somebody who ghosts you. It isn't powerless. You're not powerless in that moment. So look, you can choose to confront the person in, yeah. in any way that you want to. And sometimes confronting them means taking the power back. Absolutely. Going, I mean, you know, we haven't really talked about that. That's fascinating of like, right? at what point do you confront the bad behavior? You know, in emails, it's become a thing to go, hey, bumping this up. Oh God, like, I never respond to I that. Know, I know, I know. I never either. respond. If you never bump do. something up in my inbox. Right. I'll bump you out. You right. Back down. Um, <laughs> so do you sometimes confront? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, first of all, yes. And I've had people um, confront me about it. Yeah. Right. Like, well, you yeah. know this because my children complain to you yeah. about my sometimes yeah. not responding to their texts. Like, yeah. isn't it bizarre that they complain to you about me? It's not okay. I think that's so not, not acceptable. I hold everything so sweetly. Um, so here is another takeaway. Ask yourself when you are the ghoster, what are you avoiding? Yes. Right. Why are you just kind of interrogate that a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And also the final thing I would say is if you were to respond and you're about to ghost, what could you practice? Even if it's like a little micro rep, what is the little thing you could practice that would make you a little uncomfortable, but it's a throwaway moment. It's like, let me just practice maybe sometimes. And actually I did this today. I responded to somebody by text who I had not responded to for like a week, but I cared enough about this person that I had to create a response that was true, but also didn't ghost the person, but didn't invite a lot more texts back. Okay. It was a little rep. What can you practice as a response instead of ghosting? Yep. It's, it's good. And you, by doing that, you'll get little phrases in your vocabulary that you can then reuse that are just kind, but also boundary. Right. Like when I tell you, shut up. Right. Kind and boundary. Kind and also <laughs> uh, really direct. Okay. Right. So I mean, that's literally. the ghosting conversation. And now let's go to uh, check it out. Oh, uh, yeah. Check. 
Rachel, before we go into what we're um, recommending, we should always remind our listeners we are not being paid to promote anything we ever put in the Check This Out. This is purely the things that we love, we use, we find fascinating in our Although it is true, Suzanne, that I would pay you not to recommend certain things you've recommended in the past. Okay, here's my Check This Out. And I'm already... Um, feeling defensive because I feel as if you are going to respond to this in a not supportive way, even though I think you should be trying this and buying the entire starter kit. So the brand is called Clever, C-L-E-V-R. And if you, do you know about this? Nope. Okay. They're called Clever Blends. Oh God. Oh God. No, Rachel, please stop. You don't, I don't do this when you okay, get your, go. okay. Um, so they are oat milk based super lattes for mood, energy, and stress. There are four different kinds. Actually there's more. There's like oh, they're lattes. Okay. I'm, I'm down with that. Okay. There's rose cocoa, super latte, a golden with turmeric. There's just a plain coffee one. There's a chai and there's a matcha. They have adaptogens in them, shrooms in them, probiotics in them. I mean, not shrooms like those shrooms, but like, and it is so easy and it comes with the blender and you just pour hot water into it. You pour about two ounces of hot water. So then you blend, it becomes all frothy and then you add the rest of the water and there's your latte and it already has the oat milk in it. Then you put it in the refrigerator once it's opened. It's very good. Okay. And then they have one for sleep also that you can make at night. I love it. I love it. And it it. comes with a scoop. Okay. C-L-E-V-R. Now I will say that both, um, so Ariel and Joey, two of my children, become violent when brands drop a vowel. So- Yeah. They just, they wouldn't buy it on based on that alone. But if you can get past the fact that it's clever without the last E, I, I think you, you would enjoy it. Okay. My girls become violent when I try to introduce anything that is even as an aside is low calorie. Right. And they take the first sip and they go, it tastes like cancer, mom. I'm like, oh, no, that's just stevia, you guys. It doesn't have any calories. Okay, but I'm I'm down with that. I like okay. it. I just All ordered right. it. Mama, I'm going to order it. Woohoo! I love that. Um, okay, this may be wide knowledge to everyone who owns AirPods Pro. Do you own Pro or just regular no. AirPods? No. Oh, shit. Well, there are lots of people buying AirPod Pro. Okay, so here's the thing. I do not read instructions. I literally, I have never, I do not read instructions, literally every test I've ever taken. If I ever get anything, it's always like, yeah, instruction. Okay. When I put chairs together from Ikea, fuck that, not reading instructions. I don't need that. All right. So when I got my AirPods Pro, you can see them. I didn't read the instructions. So my brother comes in from California and I put the AirPods Pro in my in my ears and I'm talking to him and I go, what? Cause you know, when you have the AirPods pro, sometimes you said, what did you say? What did you say? Right. And he goes, Rachel, you know, that if you press, I did know that it has a little thing on the side and having experimented without reading the instructions, I pressed it and realized, oh, I can stop 
my my audio book or whatever I'm listening to by pressing that thing. Oh, but here's the secret. And he actually did say, this is in the back of the instruction book and not everybody reads that way. If you continue to press, if you press a long time on it, it changes the AirPods basically into like um, hearing aids. And you can, you can, it, you not only can hear what people are saying, even though you have these in your ear, it's really clear. And I'm like, oh my God. So like people who need hearing aids should use this. It's really, really amazing. So often when I'm talking to you, for example, and I want to hear what the vendor is saying to me, like, did you want that on toast or did you want that? I can just go press a long time. Now I can hear them. Here's what I'm saying to people. When you have your AirPods Pro, try pressing a long time and then pressing again a long time. And that puts you back just into listening, whatever you're listening to and press it once short and it ends either the call or whatever you're the listening. idea that you can control who you're listening to at any moment in time is terrifying to me. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. What'd you say? <laughs> well, that was fun, Suzanne. I, I'm so glad we've unghosted everybody and that we're back with May Day. That was really fun. And um, thank you for listening, everybody. We are May Day. And don't forget to tune in to our next episode because Rachel and I are going to unpack workplace flirting. Look, workplace flirting has taken on a whole new meaning since the Me Too movement, which just begs the question, which we are going to explore, is workplace flirting dead forever? Hey, thank you for listening to Bonfire. This podcast is a production of Bonfire Women Incorporated, bonfirewomen.com. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Bonfire wherever you listen to podcasts. We love hearing from you. Questions, quandaries, things you want us to talk about, anything. You can reach us at bonfirewomen.com slash podcast. The show is produced by Elizabeth Goldblatt, edited and engineered by Ryan Derringer at Welterweight Sound. The views, information, and opinions expressed during the Bonfire podcast are solely those of the hosts and do not necessarily represent those of the Bonfire Women, Inc. company and its employees. Thanks for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.